Yes, hello, Jeff here, and welcome to Episode 9 of Hurry Up and Cruiserweight, my podcast covering 205 Live on a weekly basis so you don't have to. This week will be a change of pace, because that's right, I am not alone. I don't have one guest. That's right, I have two guests. Joining me, the hosts of NXT Revisited, and the owners of the Rundown Wrestling Network, we have Troy. Hello! How's it going? It is going, sir. And Jason. All right, a couple things. First off, um, now that you got me to watch an episode of 205 Live, I want those pictures back. Um, (laughs) Second, how the fuck is it that Troy was hosting TakeOver, that TakeOver NXT with us just a few moments ago, and he had no energy? We come on here, and he has all sorts of high high energy on the intro. What the fuck? I said two words. (laughs) It's not what you said, it's how you said it, Troy. Oh, I'm sorry. Because it's been like a year since I've been just a guest on one of our shows here. Well, I'll fucking host <laughs> one of the shows and you can guest on it then. Yeah, it must um, be See, but that... Yeah, it, it is, because it puts more of a burden on me to actually watch the product. That's <laughs> true. Because most, most of the time I can kind of like half lazily watch it and just be like, eh, someone else will talk about it. I just got to intro what it is, so... I will guest all over your face anytime you want. I'm just there saying. No, and, and Jeff, not to not to ruin your gimmick, but I notice this every week. Your intro, you say you're you're covering 205 Live, so we don't have to. I can be watching 205 Live, so we don't have to. I don't think anybody at home was covering 205 Live. All right, let me let me change that. <laughs> watching. Okay. This is why nobody else invites me on their shows. But I did say my podcast covering. 205 Live. It's true, you did. But, but then you said, so you don't have to. Uh, semantics, but... So you don't like... have to watch it. <laughs> I'll put that. There you go, yeah. yeah that so works. you don't have to watch it. Yes. Ever. Um, Jeff, Jeff is like, why the fuck did I ask you to be on my show? Yeah, mistakes are made. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, this episode takes place on Tuesday, January 22nd, 2019. We get... Umberto Carrillo versus Grand Metalique to open the show. Uh, oh, can I can I say something before? Yeah. So this is only this is only my second two five live episode I've ever watched. Is um, Lord Pissington is is his like pre pre show recap of last week? Is that a every week thing now? Every week. It's so weird. Like that's what your announcer's job is to like tell you what happened last week and continue to build a story not for him to be like last time on 205 live i don't know i don't mind it yeah am i correct to assume it's always shot from the waist up so that you can't just see the puddle of piss he's standing in he's he's in a constant state of pissing yes yes (laughs) that's that's what that weird buzzing was in the background (laughs) <laughs> By the way, I, I haven't watched 205 Live in a very, very long time. The last time I, I turned tuned in, I think, uh, Mike Bennett had just debuted on 205 Live. So I'm looking forward to seeing where he is at this at this point. Uh, it's been you know, a couple months now. I'm probably getting ready to headline a, a title match or something, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, this, so will, this is a good episode getting, for you. He's yeah, on All right. Looking forward to it. He's, he's getting ready. He's getting ready to uh, to tell the employers that paid for his rehab and paid for his wife while she was pregnant, even though they didn't have to. That he doesn't want to be on 205 Live. He wants to instead be nowhere. Well, that's where he is that's now. What he's doing. He's nowhere. Sounds like a weird storyline, but all right, let's dig into it. It, it is. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's a unique, organically building storyline. It's it's the writers here are awesome. You guys are making my hosting abilities very. Uh... Easy. Um, uh, we get highlights from last week's main event. The main event tonight is going to be Akira Tozawa versus Kalisto versus Hideo Itami. My guess is there may be some interference from the champ later on. Um, now, if you if you spoilers. are yeah, if if let's let's say that you're uh, Princess Tinkle Pants here, and you have you have one match that wound up making it onto Royal Rumble. Why would you book three of the four people, the, the contenders, in a match five days before, thus softening them up and giving a, a easier ride for Buddy Murphy? Oh, we'll we'll discuss that later because there's a big reason for it, and I've got it jotted down here, and it was told to us by the announcer. So we'll we'll talk about that. Okay, fair enough. I'll okay. I'll, I'll hold my I'll hold my piss. 
Okay. <laughs> unlike unlike the GM of TLC. Correct. <laughs> Um, I will say in this video package they made a point to show Atami yelling respect me and I wanted to bitch slap her and put that video together because it's if they know I hate that um, you we, don't respect him? I, I fucking can't stand him yelling that hmm. uh, respect me is that good? oh fairness there it's close. <laughs> is that good? at least it wasn't it's clobbering time that's true that's true um, and hey just, no and no Leo Five Live, so you know. I was ahead of the game. I was I was happy about that. Um, yeah. We get the new commentary team of Vic Joseph, Nigel Bagenis, and Aiden English. Uh, I'm kind of interested. Which makes to... two English guys on commentary, and it's yeah. <laughs> very weird. Very weird. Uh, I'm interested to see how it goes. Uh, I wonder if he'll be more like an Austin Aries role or just an actual commentator. Uh, well, for the first for the first like five minutes, he forgot that he was working because he didn't say a goddamn word. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> I thought there was large portions of the show where he was replaced by Kermit the Frog, and that was a little disturbing. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it was a weird cross promotion thing, but I think it worked. <laughs> uh, Grand Metalik is out, and Grand I realized. And the I realized. Yes, and I realized a hundred percent of the matches tonight contained members of the Lucha House Party. <laughs> Yay! Nope. It wins that way. Um, how how long has he has he had that like little tearaway part of his mask where he? I has, have like, that too. That looks like a fucking gimp mask or something. It I don't does. Know. <laughs> um, my first thought was I was like, does he have a vagina on his mask now? Like I'm not saying it's, it's an NXT. It's an NXT. Yep. <laughs> and then yeah, like he, he he tears away. I hope I hope this comes out after the other one. Uh, yeah, I was like, I'm like, does he always have that little tearaway thing? Or I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah, um, I've never seen that before ever. I, I what fucking purpose does that? Like, <laughs> you, you go to the guy that makes your gear and go. You know what I really want? I want a velcroed piece of fucking mask to go over my mouthpiece, my mouth hole so that I don't accidentally perform cunnilingus on my way to the ring and I can't do that shit until I get in there and I take it off. Like, what the fuck is that? I, I don't know. It's it's a weird... He's, a, he's had it for forever and it's, it's fucking bizarre. It's very, very weird. But, uh, since we're discussing uh, fashion, um, and, and I'm a big Umberto Carrillo guy, but why does he wear pants that look like ninja pants, complete oh. with like throwing stars on the side? I can't fucking stand those pants, and I can't stand his fucking shitty music either. That's, had that's have, racist. He had to have had a fucking ninja gimmick somewhere along the way. He was like Quang or something. What is his gimmick, by the way? Right now, he's just a really good flippy Mexican guy. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah the baby-faced fucking Mexican guy. And, and he wears chaps with the legs open, like. I know what the fuck is going on with this guy's wardrobe or gimmick. I don't know what this is. Yeah, I mean, Mexican Bo Dallas is really good, but he really <laughs> is fucking confusing. Um, I picture fucking Grand Lake with that awful hair. He's just fucking Brad Armstrong under that mask. He's got that fucking crazy <laughs> mullet going. <laughs> hey, hey, Jason. Hey, Jason. Uh, would you like to take a guess at what Humberto Carrillo's uh, lucha ring name was? The Ninja? Ultimo Ninja. There you go. Not a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, get some new gear. Like, really, you're in WWE now. I, I don't know if you guys knew this. Uh, I just found out you don't listen to my show because last week I did say that. <laughs> that is that he was Ultimo Ninja. Yes. I listened to your I show missed, last week. <laughs> I did too, and I must have missed it because I remember you even said he was related to Hector Garza or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I said it at the end, so it's okay. You guys, you don't have to make up stuff. It's fine. Um, okay, that's fine. Uh, before we go to the finisher, I want to know what you guys thought of this match. I'm just upset that we're like 10 minutes into recording this thing and you haven't made a Drake Maverick pissing name yet. Oh, I got him. Okay. I got him. Okay. As long as we're going to get there. Uh, plus, Troy's taking my gimmick, so that's fine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so what did you guys think about this match? We'll go into the match. I don't. I want to leave the finish out of it, but what did you think of the match itself? Um, Umberto is so fucking smooth in the ring um him and him metalik have just great chemistry in there and, and the thing that sort of impresses me about umberto all joking aside is this guy just basically is like four matches into his nxt career he gets called up to perform in front of the big crowds and granted you know they're not as into the 205 live but it's still a much bigger venue than he's performed no fucking nerves 
Uh, Lars Lars uh, could take a lesson from him. Um, and they even these two guys even went out there and got the crowd going pretty early into a 205 Live episode, which is usually something to be impressed with. Are you calling Lars Sullivan fat? No, I'm saying he doesn't. He he gets nervous about performing in front of larger crowds. You're calling him fat. That's fine. No. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, there was one point where they're doing so much weird flippy shit that uh, all of a sudden uh, was it? I, I want to say it was uh, Metalik hits just a straight vertical suplex, and it was a big letdown. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you didn't flip it or invert it or roll over with it. Nothing, just a regular suplex. I'm fucking, that, that seems oddly placed now. Yeah. yeah. Not, so so not to say anything about uh, the way that uh, Creo looks, but uh, <laughs> you need to take a look at him in his ultimate ninja gear because he's essentially Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, and you oh, should wow. go back to that. Yeah, he is. It's really good. Well, plus they got that cross-promotional Mortal Kombat 11 now anyways. Fucking yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That'd be good. That'd be good for him. Get over wow, here. Wow, that is literally Sub-Zero's, or Scorpion's match. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Holy shit. All so, right. What did you think, Troy? Of the match in general? Yeah. Uh, I'm, Boy, man, it was really good. Um, again... Putting him in in the ring with uh, someone like Grand Metal Deck uh, is is a good idea because we know how good of a wrestler Metal Deck is. Um, and for come on, dude, really, don't do this today. Um, God damn it! Fucking considering, <laughs> so like consider that. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this it was a really good showing. They they continue to go back for at one point in the match. I was just like I was like you know if they. If they have this sucker lose to Grand Metal Deck, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little upset because <laughs> it's like I get losing to Buddy Murphy because that right. was more like you know let's see how it is. but there was a lot of points this match I was like this Metal Deck could win this one here and with that move or this move or that move so um, and that finishing move was something else um, yeah so there were a couple of spots I I, I really liked before we even get to the finish was, well first off at one point metallic 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 does a reverse sling blade which seems like an awful lot of wasted effort because really all you're doing either way is driving the guy's face down into the mat it's just yeah, a bulldog that's one dude. of his that's one <laughs> yeah. of his moves he does every I, I don't think you get any extra momentum on pushing a guy's face down by doing that um, at least with the sling blade you can actually you wrap around and sort of create more momentum throwing him down but this no not so much um, <laughs> there was one point where Umberto drove his uh, Metalik's face first down into the apron and not one announcer commented on how it's the hardest part of the ring which was disappointing oh. Oh. Um, Metal Leak almost killed himself with the jumping Rana over the top rope to the floor <laughs> <laughs> they even pointed it out I mean like his mask had to have touched canvas Yeah, oh, I think yeah. That so, was that close oof. Uh, at one point there was a springboard senton that didn't pin Carrillo so fuck Jeff Hardy um uh, <laughs> And, and okay, so you're gonna have to tell me about this, Jeff, because I do not watch 205, ri- 205 live regularly. Um, 205 live. That's that's what they call it in Japan. All right. Um, I don't watch it regularly, but does Vic Joseph consistently like strain his voice? Because yes. at one point he's like, uh, <laughs> as if he was lifting Carrillo on the rope himself. He's like Metalik lifting him up onto that current. Oh, like- he does. It's fucking irritating. <laughs> I can't stand Vic Joseph. He's made me hate. <laughs> I've hated him for a while. I call him fucking Baby Cole because he's just he every single move. If he's talking, it's like say he's going uh, mentally going to the top rope, and it's yeah. like uh, all right, okay, okay, man, we get it. It, it feels like, it feels like he's like just just sitting there announcing, and like you can just kind of see him slowly reach down next to him and then slowly bring up like a twenty pound hand weight. He's like, I'm ready. <laughs> Yeah. See, I just envision he's talking and randomly Nigel is squeezing his cock. It could be. <laughs> um, I, I assume Aiden English would have to do it now because of Ricky yeah. Hazing and all. Um, we, take, we take it back to Charlie Caruso! Oh, exactly. <laughs> um, I also love that Nigel pointed out that, uh, oh, 
He's not going to superplex him with his legs inside the ring like I that. Know. Like, <laughs> I know. Way to get inside the business, Nigel. Like, we right. all know that, but you don't have to fucking tell the fans that that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that was a little bit weird. Nigel essentially um, was calling him a dumbass. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, with uh, with Aiden, he did okay in his in his first. He gets better as the episode goes on, but it's really hard to get much better when it's a forty five minute episode. Uh, but yeah, for like the first two minutes of this match, he just didn't say a word. He was silent. He was completely silent. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was probably <laughs> so just point... watching the wrestling, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm working." He's not used to that. Oh, the the best thing too is every time they showed him, he is like almost nose pressed up to the tablet close when he's when he's talking like he's like really looking close and concentrating like they're they were next to him and his face was still in that fucking tablet <laughs> as he's commentating the first time you do commentary is always tough yeah um but especially if you have like it's one thing to do it on an indie level where you sort of get some freedom but when you got guys in your ears talking and you're supposed to pretend you don't hear them but they're talking to you and you have to talk to this guy and it's like it's very disorienting it definitely takes a while to get used to i don't know how yeah. much training you got on it but certainly you know it, it give give aids a break and uh let's let's see what happens yeah. um <laughs> but you started to bring it up earlier troy the fucking finish in this match <laughs> Well, I, I did want to point out one other thing in the match uh, where Carrillo did a... Uh, it was like a, a, j- a jump over the top rope where he twisted. I thought that was to the outside. That was, it was And he landed around on his feet. That was mm-hmm. fucking impressive. Um, and uh, I think... what? I, oh, yeah, I said Metal League has one of the nastiest overhand chops. Oof. Those things are brutal. Every match, they're fucking like gunshots every time he hits them. But, um, yeah, the finish. So, Carrillo... He dragged Metal League to the corner, and he kind of did like a headstand on the top mm-hmm. turnbuckle, and then j- kind of like pushed off with his arms and did like a seated springboard backflip onto, or a moonsault, I guess, onto Metal League, which was fucking awesome looking, super unique. The only yeah. problem I have with it is it doesn't look that impactful. It doesn't look like a finisher, in my opinion. What do you guys think about it? Jason. Um, I don't know. It looked pretty, pretty good to me. I, I could definitely see it. I, given the scope of things that are finishers these days, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Fair. I, I just kind of compare it to like a Starship Pain kind of finisher. Which like, was a what, finisher though. It looks, it looks awesome. I just don't, I don't know if you would really end the match with that. I mean, we've ended a match with a senton from Jeff Hardy for a decade now. That's true. We've ended, we've ended up... Well, it's lately, fucking, his sentons, he lands directly on the guy's ribcage, so it looks actually all these fucking spe- painful. All these spectacular moves Rey Mysterio does, his finish is essentially springboard to the rope and then just fall yeah, on the yeah, person. That's, that's so, true. Yeah. The, oh, the only, other, the only other thing that I remember uh, from this match was the, the really bad um, selling of, of Humberto when he put both of his arms up for the, uh, for the Metal League moonsault. And then they replayed it too, and I'm like, I was like, you do not put your arms that fucking high up into the no. air because everyone can see that you're like preparing to catch him, the kind of thing. Oh yeah, and that was that was also funny because Vic Joseph was like, look at the impact of this, and you could see Mike yeah. didn't even like touch him. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the finishing. Move... Actually, I believe he said, look at the impact of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The the finisher. It was. It was odd at first because i'm like i was like what the fuck is he doing but then once he did it, i was like oh shit like that <laughs> so as it was it was like he's like holding on to the side of the ropes and i love i loved how nigel was kind of putting it over too where he's just like where he's like he needs to pin him it looks like he's got something else in mind here like you could tell he was you know kind of giving him credit like he even said like umberto knew that this wasn't going to be enough he needed to do one more thing to, to put him away so right. yeah, yeah. I, I mean it was uh, it was a really good match. This this kid, dude, has definitely got a future to him. Oh, by the way, can we talk for a second about how when they're doing the video, the replay recap, Nigel utters the phrase, Carrillo had a little something else in his pocket? Because <laughs> that sounded fucking creepy to me. He He's also been known to say some fucking, like, Bobby Heenan-type racist shit, too, in 205 Live, when talking about Lucha House Party especially. Like, he, he's brought up, like, tacos and shit. 
That's well, they, they, they do come to the ring with a pinata. I mean, that's true. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying it, it is Nigel. Nigel can be known to be uh, a little different with his commentary and what he says. But anyway, yeah, I agree. These two had uh, really good chemistry, and it showed off the lucha libre style. Um, so now we go to backstage, uh, and we see the man who wets his britches. Um, this time, he's pissing excitedly about Umberto Carrillo, and he's doing this in front of the submission commission, which is Jack Gallagher and Drew Gulak. And is as that really usual, what they called them? Yes. Because yeah. that sounds like another gay porn site. It's fucking bad, man. How is um, the submission sorority a thing, and that's not already a porn thing? <laughs> I, it's it's. Troy, ever Troy, since I they, need you to look this up. This has to be a porn thing. Okay. In the meantime, uh, yeah, as when these two fucking became like a team, and they actually gave them that name. Ever since then, they've been horrendous. They have been absolutely horrible. Um, and I think Gallagher has been horrendous for quite a while pretty much since they turned him heel I've, I've had no interest in him at all <sighs> yeah yeah he doesn't fucking do anything anyway I mean and Drew Gulak is he's been irritating to say the least I I, I, I was I liked Drew Gulak a lot when he was doing the powerpoints and shit but yeah. this this is fucking this Drew Gulak is not good well he didn't even say anything here he just like walked off it was... it, believe me it's better that way it's better. No, he went. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty much what he did. Does anybody in WWE actually look up the names that they they call them teams at this point? There is a Facebook show called the Submission Commission. It's already taken. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not gay porn. Um, I'll down. I could stop googling then. Um, you think? Uh, you think Drake Maverick says, I make the bitches wetter than my britches? Is that a thing? <laughs> I want to that's, piss on you. That's great, man. That was really that was really good. That was really clever. That should be, that should be Drake Maverick's t-shirt right there. there it you should go. be. That's fucking good. Damn. <laughs> um, but as usual, the submission commission was a waste of time. Uh, then we get Tony Nese coming in, and he wants a rematch with Noam Dar. The piss god says he'll consider it, and Tony threatens to beat Noam Dar in his own time if he doesn't give him his match. Ooh. I believe he think? threatened Drake Maverick at this point too, which uh, which I point I said Maverick pissed his pants again. Probably. No, he was he's in a constant state of pissing. He's always pissing. It just goes. Yeah. A, it's like a little bit more or a little bit less. So he's fucking. It was like a faucet. Yeah, oh, by the end I'm... by the end of the night, you can usually hear the wrestlers walk in and just like splash, 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 splash. <laughs> you know, like when you put your thumb to a faucet and it like sprays out wildly. <laughs> so it sounds like when Nia Jax is flicking the bean. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like Nia Jax walking after a match because she's sweating. Because <laughs> she's yeah. fat. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice to know we can take more than just a rundown off the rails. Yeah. 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 I I feel like we've really accomplished something here, Troy. I I, I feel like it as well. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) you guys have anything to say about Tony Nese? We've taken over your show now. This is our our thing now. Just sit back. We'll we'll handle it from here. All right. You guys host, and uh, I'll I'll, I'll just interject myself every now and again. Is that another name for masturbating? Yes. Okay. Um, anything I mean, for Tony Nese? I've been interjecting myself this whole time. I didn't know we were supposed to wait. No, I've well, got I've I've got a, I've got a joke for this next segment, and you're not getting to it yet. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, now we go to uh, Spanky and Tazawa backstage. Uh, Tazawa is actually talking. He doesn't actually do that bad. He doesn't have terrible English, uh, and he says he wants to make a name for himself and not be a joke. And then he makes a joke of himself with a silly ass smile. The uh, the fact that he can cut this promo without Brian Kendrick to translate or do anything for it sort of makes this whole thing inherently racist, doesn't it? The the like, fact that uh, that that for whatever reason Tozawa is topless during these segments is a little. He's in his wrestling gear. He's always up. he's always in his he's gear. Even in fucking street fights, he's always in that gear. I he think doesn't... the only the only time I've found Tozawa. Like, super funny was when he was doing his Vince McMahon impression. 
Yeah. Well, it, it was actually, you know what was funny about this is he was speaking perfect English, and last week, Brian Kendrick was talking for him, and after Brian Kendrick stopped talking, he goes, what did he say? Like, he didn't understand oh, what he was oh, saying. Oh, so I listened to your show last week. I did, in fact, listen to it. And when you said that, I went back. I'm pretty sure he said, yeah, what he said. Oh. I think I think that's what he was saying. He was like, what he said. Like, I'm not going to say anything. It's just, you know. Oh, I, oh okay. But right. still, I mean, I don't, like, it's like he didn't understand what he was saying, regardless. And now he's speaking perfect English, so I don't know. I just cut promos before. It would be sort of stupid to now try to pretend that I can't speak English. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it was just... They give Asuka a mic on SmackDown, and she speak, he speaks much better English than her, so... Yeah, his English... It didn't even... Like, he hardly had an accent or anything. Well, no, not really. I mean, for for what he usually says, he usually doesn't say anything. I, he just yells. I was actually fairly impressed right up until that smile. Yes, exactly. I said, too, he, he did a good job, and then fucking he smiled, and I'm like, well, you fucking just put your foot in your mouth because you said you didn't want to be silly and a joke yeah, shit all over that so uh Troy you said yes. you, yeah you I think said Troy had some had sort to, of joke Troy had to dip for a minute oh and he said he had a joke about this didn't he he did we'll have to come back and it'll make no sense it'll actually be funny because it'll, it'll tell a joke that makes no sense that's true well we'll move on and we'll come back to it uh <laughs> we get we get Kalisto uh I think after seeing him do his promo alone last week they thought it was a better idea to put him with Lince Dorado, who speaks much better than him and is a better promo. Uh, they talk about if Kalisto wins, they're going to freebird that shit. And they're going to show everyone the power of Lucha. Don't they mean Lucha Libre? Yeah, so, so this is weird because every single one of these promos had a hype guy. Like... Every one of them had somebody to speak for them, except in Kendrick's case, he wasn't needed. So why he stood there makes no fucking sense. Nope. Um, we'll we'll get to the last one in a minute, but yeah, this was this was to me like, oh, Dorado's actually not bad as a promo, and we know what Kalisto is, so we'll have Dorado do it. And then somebody went, ah, fuck it, let's let Kalisto hold, cold, uh, close it out. And then we're like, oh yeah, that's why we didn't let him start it. Okay, cool. Well, I don't, I don't know if you remember from last week, but he was like, he was doing his promo alone. He looked like he f- was so fucking nervous. He was like rubbing his hands together. He was fucking breathing heavy. Yeah. He he looked so uncomfortable. And uh, he was the only one last week who did his promo alone. So they they decided to just give him, you know, Lance Dorado. But I think that was probably for the better. But yeah, I love how they were like, yeah, if we win. If we win, we're all champions. We're yeah. all champions. I'm like, you fucking shut up. Why didn't they just do this as like a triple threat tag match with the three contenders and their partners? Like, at least then it would make these promos would have made sense. Yeah, yeah, it was it was odd. Um, so now we go to the main event, and Kalisto comes out first with Gil Kim, and I wonder at this point if they forgot about the Atami promo. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. Big Joseph. Well, that, that, that pinata seems to have a, a hole in the back, which makes me instantly very skeptical of what's going on with this pinata. It's it was a large hole too. Yeah. I think they're well, all going three, in there. At there's once. three of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Vic Joseph talks about the Royal Rumble and refers to JBL as legendary. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead. I love the fact that they're like, the winner of this match gets a huge psychological advantage going into the pay-per-view. I'm like, how do they get a psychological advantage when the one guy that has to lose isn't in the match? Yeah, like, yeah. All, all you're doing is beating another guy you don't have to beat. Like, the champion is not in the match. This means nothing. I, I guess they mean it. I, I don't fucking know. It was, it was stupid. Um, Tozawa comes out next, and they call him a sleeper pick. Hmm. Guessing he's not going to win. <laughs> But you get it? You get it? Because Atami's going to make him go to sleep? Ah. Uh, well, that's not, his, uh-huh. that's, not his, that's not his finisher anymore, though. Oh. Well, could be. At any given time. Yeah. By the, way, so. by the way, fuck CM Punk. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we got that in. Um, and then... Uh, first time on Hurry Up. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Um, there you go. Uh, never mind about Atami, because then we get a not Dasha Fuentes backstage with Hideo Atami. Was it Kayla? Uh, uh, it's not Dasha Fuentes. I know that. Okay. Um, they they said her name, and I never. I remembered it like one week, and 
I, I don't care to remember it in well, any, there's, any of those. There's Dasha, there's Kayla, and I, there's another girl that I think looks like Dasha, but isn't Dasha. I, I don't know her name. I, I'm pretty sure it was Kayla, but for, for their gimmick's sake, uh, it's not Dasha. Okay. Um, we get the same exact promo we got from them last week, but this time it's in interview form. Uh, he's the only one who hasn't held the belt. He's the hungriest. He's going to make examples of everybody. Blah, blah, blah. I I, I like Davari as a promo guy. He's been really good these well, past the couple weeks. What the fuck is weeks. with this look, though? He's fucking Cuban drug lord. I don't, I don't know. I don't get, I don't get like it either. Fucking, he looks like Andy Samberg doing a digital short on Saturday Night Live <laughs> about the club asshole. Like, that's what he reminds me of. I, yeah, it's not good, and it's just like different open collared fucking Hawaiian shirts every week. It's really bizarre, and it's fucking orange. Like it looks like oh, he's wearing. Oh shit! Wait, did you just say different open Hawaiian shirts? Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. Ah, debut of the finest Kona Reeves confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, teaming up with Aria Davari, the finest tag team. Oh my god, that would be fucking. I, I I don't know about you, but fucking I I don't like Kona Reeves at all. There's another guy that looks like Andy Samberg doing a digital show. What the fuck is going on with these people? I don't know. I don't know. Ever since maybe Devar- I've just been watching too much Lonely Island. I don't know. Fucking <laughs> Davari's Davari's. Ever since he came back, he's had this look. Um, and then when he's actually wrestling, he just takes off the fucking Hawaiian shirt, and he still has the stupid like black tank top on, and it Does just looks change, like he's like the finest. Yeah. See, this is a thing. I'm telling you, this is a precursor. They're, they're planting seeds for the 205 Live debut of Kona Reeves. It's a thing. <laughs> um, do you have anything to say about this promo? Uh, it's just weird. Uh, all I, could, I can't take my eyes off Arya Davari in those sunglasses. <laughs> like, what do you, I, I, I just I watch it and I'm like, I've seen this guy before. The fuck is going on here? It takes totally away from Itami, who seemed completely disinterested in anything Arya Davari said, and like he was just there to get his one line in and get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say like Arya Davari has been good uh, for Hideo Itami. Um, just when he's doing a promo, it's been solid. But this, of course, this week you fucking get this, and it's it's stupid. It's not good. Um, right, Troy's but, back. Troy, you had a joke? You had a joke, I hear? Oh, uh, I thought we were in the main event. We are. We are, but I know you said you had a joke. I don't want to pass that up. No, I I have a joke about the main event. Oh. Oh, okay. oh I thought you yeah. had a joke about... Uh, yeah, know, I thought so, too. About spanking? No. No. Um, I, I did notice that Hideo's looking a little more thick than I remember him being. Ever like, since he like, came back from injury, he's been a little, little like, like Liv Morgan thick, or no, like like let him like let himself go a little thick. So looking like he had too many snacks more than looking like a snack. Correct. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Not so, like Ray Mysterio. <sighs> he's he's, he's built like a fucking box though, Ray Mysterio. He's literally boxy at this point. Yeah. Um, Troy's a big. He's a big I what? was talking. I was talking about Jake Gyllenhaal. I was not talking about Rey Mysterio. That's not what Sal said. Well, Sal's an idiot. <laughs> um, all right, so we, we go into the main event, and immediately uh, Hideo. Well, Hideo comes out, and no, Vic no. Joseph. No, no. The first person that came out was Kalisto. Oh, we covered that. And he was he was yanking babies out of Gail Kim. That we sort yeah. of already made that joke, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was my joke, and I had to go take care of something. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, we sort of uh, they, we we decided that 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 hole was so big because all three of them were going in there at the same time. Probably. Yeah. Just forcing each other's dicks in there. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Also, didn't realize that Lindsay, <laughs> that Lindsay Dorado was was that okay on the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I said last week they. Uh, they basically had Kalisto by himself, and I think they realized that that was a mistake. So this yeah. week they put him with Lince Dorado, who is a much Although, better promo. That promo was weird because they they started by talking to each other, and then halfway through, like Kalisto was like, "Oh shit, there's a camera here. 
I better talk to them. Yeah, that's him. That's him panicking. He panics yeah. during his promos. Well, <laughs> you know, because because uh, every time he starts a promo, all I can hear is lucha things in his head. <laughs> God damn it! Um, do you have anything to say about Tazawa's entrance or Hideo Itami's backstage segment? Why are none of these guys who are sitting back there cutting promos with them coming to the ring with them? It's a little weird, especially in the case of Hideo Itami, where they're suck fucking standing in gorilla behind the curtain. Yeah. And then he to just the, walks out without to the point, Yeah, his his music starts up and he's like, Well, I just I'm gonna walk over here. Uh yeah. He de- definitely didn't look like he cared at all about what was going on there. Yeah. Um the the Spanky Tozawa thing, yeah, that definitely made it seem like there's not really any need for Spanky there because Tozawa can talk. Um the it was very odd um attire colors in this match because you have Kalisto who's really bright, you've got Tazawa's really bright, and then you've got black and brown with Hideo Itami. Yep. Yeah, that's his go-to trunks. Uh, I don't know why. He used to be black and yellow. Yeah, now it's black and brown. Well, that's that's actually going to be his tag team name with Alicia Fox and next year's Mixed Match Count. Nice. Nice. Wow. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Tazawa um, Tazawa needs to stop smiling so much. Yeah, I I said basically that he fucking said he doesn't want to be a joke, and then he made a joke of himself by smiling like an yeah. idiot. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. So going into the main event, Hideo is coming out, and Vic Joseph repeats exactly what Davar just said backstage. Again, he says exactly the same words. Um. And then we get Buddy Murphy out to join commentary. And it looks like my prediction from earlier earlier will ring well, true. Well, sort of. Well, about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, leaving the finish out of it, what did you guys think of the match? Uh, well, first off, you mentioned Murphy on commentary. Yes. Uh, found a little weird. He puts his headset on, he talks for a minute, and then he takes his headset off, and we never hear from him the rest of the time. He's just standing yeah. there watching it. Sort of sure. makes me wonder if he was not supposed to be on commentary and was just supposed to be there watching. And then somebody on his headset went, Asshole, you're not on commentary, take the headset off. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, was, that was definitely odd. Yeah, um, very, very weird. Yeah, The match itself was exactly what you would expect from these three. Just lots of, lot, lot, lot of lucha things, a lot of high flying around, a lot of really fucking hard-hitting attacks to each other, too. Um, I specifically liked the moment in the match where they circle-jerked each other. Where yeah. Kalisto would hit Tazawa, Tazawa would hit Hideo, and then Hideo would hit Kalisto. Uh, I think that was a really cool kind of uh, kind of portion of the match itself. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of fucking dive into the outside because that's what these guys do. Um, and all in all, I thought it made all of them look very strong. That's for sure. Um, one of the things I found funny while Murphy was on commentary, he said that once he wins this match. He will cement his legacy as the greatest cruiserweight of all time. So, fuck Rey Mysterio, fuck Jushin Thunder Liger, fuck Brian Pillman, fuck Ultimo Dragon. And this is the match that cements the legacy? Yeah. Like, like this Fatal 4-Way is the one that, like, fuck, this guy's the greatest of all time. He beat Kalisto, he beat Hideo Itami, and he beat Akira Tozawa. Well, it's clear that he is the best of all time. Well, well, I mean, I guess at this point in the in the short 205 Live show history, I guess two out of three of them are former champs. He said greatest cruiserweight of all time. He's the yeah. greatest cruiserweight I, champion. That, that's been Every, his gimmick. Yeah, everyone knows the greatest cruiserweight of all time has a consensual penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, there was one point where Tozawa hit an awful missile dropkick, uh, but he did have an amazing yell while he did it, so that yes. was cool. Oh, um, yeah, he he fucking does that shit. It always makes me laugh. Well, there was one later on where he was trying to deliver, like, a spin it back, spinning heel kick or something, and he screamed like a cat in heat. It was like, <laughs> I had to watch <laughs> Yeah, he fucking oh, does that shit all the time. awful. Oh. He, uh, yeah, he does that with his drop kicks, and, uh, yeah, he does it quite a bit during 205 Live in his matches, and it, it's just funny at this point. But he doesn't want to be a joke, guys. No. Um, yeah, for sure, the, uh, I, I would assume the reason why they didn't want uh, Buddy on commentary was because, um, 
it would have telegraphed him getting involved in this match. Um, because him just showing up in the ring at one point in, in a match definitely was, was kind of like, oh shit, where'd you come from? Um, yeah. There was also there was also a moment that uh, t- uh, a Tommy appeared out of nowhere too with a dropkick, and I was just like, "Where the fuck did he come from?" <laughs> yeah, they, there was a couple spots like that. He Pearl Harbored him. He did. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ! All Listen, these guys aren't heavy. I grew heavy. up in the Gorilla Monsoon era. That was his go-to line. Pearl Harbored him. God, uh, that was Gorilla Monsoon's thing. You can go back and watch any old Gorilla Monsoon commentary. He said that at every event. Yeah. Well, I had uh, I also had there was another sloppy spot in the beginning where uh, Kalisa did a hurricane round to a Tommy and it it was fucking it was bad. Um, and then following that, obviously the uh, Tazawa dropkick was also really fucking bad. Um, but it's uh fucking. Uh, uh, Tazawa's suicide dives obviously still I think are the best in the WWE for sure he just goes literally head first into, uh, into whoever he's diving into at this point it was Kalisto uh, and Buddy Murphy um, mm-hmm. but yeah it was it was uh, an interesting match um, it was what you'd expect um, I, fu- I fucking forget what Tazawa's finisher is um what they call it because it was it was a couple episodes ago where they told us what the name of it was or Nigel McGuinness did and it was fucking uh, something like the, the the like Nagasaki Tower or some bullshit like that it was fucking oh that's the name yeah yeah and I can't I remember I thought it was it just is. a senton splash yeah no it's got it has a name and I can't remember what it was and it's bugging me I, I've been I'm trying to look it up and uh uh, yeah, but as soon as fucking these guys got on the uh, the Tower of Doom spot, basically, I knew Buddy Murphy was coming in to fucking fill in the the bottom, um, so to speak. Yeah, well, I it's on purpose. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh god damn it! Here, talk about the match some more. Be, be the host for a second. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for the stupid finisher uh. name. When you said Buddy Murphy's filling in the bottom, I thought you were talking about Alexa Bliss. But, um, yeah, no, I, I think we've pretty much covered everything as it relates to this match. Of course, eventually, Atami gets the win, uh, all the momentum and the psychological advantage going into the Royal Rumble at the kickoff. Now, I will say this, for the first time when they've done one of these cruiserweight shows to kickoff, I'm not mad that it's on the kickoff because this is of a kickoff quality. Like, this is not Star Guys. This is Kalisto being in this match, Atami being in this match, and, you know, Tozawa being in this match. No Cedric, no Leo. No, Mustafa is obviously out of the mix at this point. But I feel like all the star power in 205 Live is not in this match. And I can certainly see this as being just sort of a placeholder in kickoff, which is a shame because. This is these these pay per view matches are sort of like the opportunity to expand the viewer base and interest of 205 Live. And if you're not putting your best possible representation out there, I feel like you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, it, it it will be a good match, but um, yeah, not, not a lot of these guys are are name like household names. And no, not at all. Uh, I mean, hopefully they'll go out there and, and, and deliver, and hopefully it's not on the fucking pre-show again. No, it is on the pre-show. They've already said it. Oh, my God. That was what I was just talking about. Yeah, I, but, I was looking But this, I, looking I mean, this, that, that's, my, that's my point. Like, this match deserves to be on the kickoff show. It's the quality of talent that they're giving you in this match is kickoff show quality. Outside of Buddy Murphy, who I think is tremendous, um... But other than that, none of these guys are star quality. What match would you kick off the main show for this one? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, it, it, I don't think it really matters because we had fucking Cedric and. Uh, yeah, and I think that was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, I, I See, just. Go ahead. The old WCW philosophy with the cruiserweights was put them on first and get the crowd amped and pumped and hyped and and fired up, and that's sort of the spot for them, and that made sense. 
And maybe that's sort of the idea with putting them on the kickoff show is getting them out there as sort of like the first thing people see. Yeah. Yeah. Troy, you had a joke? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, putting a putting them on the kickoff show does kind of suck, but also I I understand it. It's it's Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble is pretty much championship matches and two Royal Rumbles. And those two Royal Rumbles take up a big amount of time. And on the kickoff show, they're going to get more time. So there's there's that aspect of it, too. Is um, Yes, we've been told that the kickoff show doesn't matter in so much as even if you get a win, it doesn't matter in this grand scheme of things when Raw versus SmackDown. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Give these guys the time because it's four really good competitors, and it's. Oh, go ahead. We should also check with Sal and make sure if he's ready to see a great match now, or if he wants to wait a couple more weeks. <laughs> I thought, I, I thought we put this argument to bed before. <laughs> most like, of us did. Yeah, most of us understood that. Like, okay, like the this this is different now. Like. The fact that we don't do pay-per-views anymore means we're not building towards pay-per-views anymore. And, oh my god, it's terrible. I, I got to see a fucking like, four or five star match on USA Network. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. It's just, just fucking enjoy this shit, man. Like, who gives a shit if it, they're, they're supposed to, what are they supposed to be like, okay, well, um, like, Road Dog and Back is like, well, I was looking over what you guys had decided for the match, and uh, this is it's too good. So can you like make it suck a little more? Yeah. Can you maybe botch? Can you can you botch this move here? Um, and this the spot here where you do like a, a where where Tazawa's going to get flipped off the rope and he grabs onto the thing. That that's that's too cool of of a move. Why don't you just why don't you just take the Hurricane Rana? You know, be, just just make it make it generic. Can can we at one point in time switch out Kalisto for Grand Metal Deck, just just because? Um, With or without the Gimp cover on, <laughs> we'll see. I really so of of these people, and we'll get to to who we think is going to win tomorrow. I don't I do not want to see Kalisto win this championship because they're, then they're going to free bird it, and I do not want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, I am, a, however, at, still disappointed. The new day has never freebirded a singles title. Yeah, they get it. There's still time. It should happen. It should. It really should. They've got a perfect opportunity. So. Well, anyway, is there anything else you guys like to say about the match? No, I'm good. Yeah, I mean it. It was a really good match. Um, I, I like Buddy Murphy's involvement. I like the fact that after he got. Like thrown out, out of the, thrown out of the ring, he just kind of sat there next to him, just watching the match. I thought that was kind of a nice. Should have gone She's, back on commentary. Yeah, she just walked <laughs> back to back over and like, well, I guess I'm back over here now, guys. <laughs> um, Aiden English did a fair job. Um, he did better than Percy would have. So yeah, there's that. But yeah, all in all, not not too bad of a of a show. It it's always kind of weird to me for it to be two matches and a couple of like promos, and that's the entirety of a show. Yeah, tell me about it. Two, sort of two, fucking going two, through. But two good matches, I would argue, are better than like three sort of mediocre or jobber matches. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I was saying a couple weeks back, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go back to the whole formula with the jobber match in there, just because they said they're adding a bunch of 205 live talent. If that's actually true, it would at least make sense to build up some of these new guys. Well, they're probably also releasing a bunch of 205 live talent. So. Oh, maybe. Yeah. 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 What do you guys think of Atami's new finisher, by the way? That's. He, now, he's not allowed to use the go to sleep anymore, right? Because he's breaking faces too many times. Yeah. And because Foxy and Punk. Yeah, that too. Uh, I was. I'm, I'm fine with it. I think it's a good finisher. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. The only problem is I have with it is a lot of the workers don't take it well. It doesn't seem like they know how they're going to fucking take it. Well, so a lot of times it. Yeah, but a lot of times it ends up looking not so great. This time it was fine, but um, especially when he was doing it to fucking jobbers. Oh my god, it was bad. 
But what do you yeah, think I, the odds are? What do you think the odds are we get to Royal Rumble and they do the introductions and then they say this match will be held under Lucha House rules? <laughs> Yikes! Oh God! Can, can we Thank, do that? You think? Thankfully, they haven't fucking done that shit in Two of Five Live. Um, it's always, yeah, the, always Sunday. Yeah, it's true. Um, but I, I think given the people you have. This was a fine go home because you get kind of got everything you needed to promote the only match you're going to have on the Royal Rumble. Um, and I said, I th- I think eventually they're probably going to try to find a way to incorporate Aiden English into 205 Live as a wrestler. Maybe he'll start some sort of fucking feud with somebody getting at him on commentary. Um, I think he'll. I don't know. If, I, I would hope he would fit in well. He, he he'll be a decent promo. I don't I don't know if he can develop and have the same in ring work a lot of these guys do though. I mean I know he fit in Sean Guerrero pretty good so yeah that's true. I mean I I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought Buddy Murphy would be as good as he was and he definitely was able to change up everything about himself to make oh, yeah. it fit. So he's a fucking, he turned himself into a fucking stud here. Yeah yeah. So I mean it, it, although it, he was uh, at Alexa Bliss he's always kind of been a stud I guess but yeah. You you nab that. Yeah. That's true. Even though he has a fucking real mouthful of teeth. Um, well, he's Australian. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No dentist. No dentist down there. No. Well, they're um, all crooks anyways. <laughs> um, if you guys have nothing else to say, I don't. Um, I don't think we've said anything of value so far. So why I don't think so. Now? Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that does it for this episode of Hurry Up and Cruiserweight. I'm Jeff. Thank you, Troy. Thank you. And thank you, Jason. And we'll see you. Oh, sorry, wrong show. Uh, thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Also, thank you all so much for listening. Tune in next week for some more 205 Live action. Bye. Bye. Jason. Oh, is my, I get to say something? Yeah, yeah. Um, remember, the lighter the weight, the hotter the action. Just the right? Off the top. That's what I did.